Welcome to Of Dust and Divinity, a place where we ask big questions of small things as we gather around the table with makers, thinkers, and doers. So grab your favorite drink, pull up a chair, and join us. All right. Yeah, we're on. We're, uh, we're here we're, now. Here we are. Here we are. Now we are actually here. Before we were only partially here, but now we are here. We are fully here. We are fully present. We are ready to uh, start recording this. Uh, hey, starting off, uh, what are you drinking today? Oh, what am I drinking? Right here in this beautiful tumbler. Mm-hmm. I've got some Macallan 12 year. Ooh. Which is just, mm. Those are words. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but. When uh, you think of just like a. Hmm. When you think of the common man trying to have a top shelf whiskey, you think of Macallan 12 year and it's, it does not disappoint. Ah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Sticking with the whiskey. Oh yeah. I love it. I love it. And, and what, what are you drinking? Well, in my glass I had, uh, Ah! it's gone. I I drink most of it during our, our pre-show, uh, recording time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I had a port, not a Portugal port, a mm. uh, California tawny port Ooh, uh, that I was sipping on and just uh, sipped it all gone. So, Well, if you did fill it up, it would be a fun conversation because port is pretty high percentage. It is. So that's why I didn't have a whole bunch of it. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, but anyway, hey, let's jump in here. Now, one of the things that I really appreciate, this is a little behind the scenes here, Cabin, is that typically on the day that we're going to record, uh, you're always great at putting together some bullet points of stuff that we're going to talk about, like kind of curating our content for this particular episode. Uh, and we have our run sheet. I've got our run sheet in front of us of all the things that we want to cover. Uh, and I didn't tell you this, but I am going to completely throw that in the garbage right now uh, I because it. I wanted you, I didn't want to give you a heads up of where I wanted to go with this conversation today. Um, and we're recording this in the month of April. And there are some big things that happened to you and to your family. Oh, you're putting me on the weekend. spot, Chris. You didn't know this was coming, but this is, <laughs> I, I wanted this just to be off the moment, just in, in the moment, off the top of your head. Uh, I want to relive this experience and I want you to walk us through, uh, what this last weekend was for you and your family. Cause it was pretty huge. It, uh, and I, and, was, and it's and it's yeah. a good story and it's worth telling and and I want to hear it. And now you've been putting a lot on social media, and for those that follow you on social media, they kind of know what happens. But I want to hear yeah. you kind of walk us through yeah. what happened. Wow. Well, <clears throat> you know, when I was a baby in my mother's womb, Chris, not all the way back. <laughs> oh, there. not all the way back. All right. <laughs> um, well, we'll 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 start we'll start a little bit farther back though than than just this weekend. Um, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about walnut prices, right. And really kind of agricultural pricing in general. And there, there's really two ends. There's two directions you can go in farming to make it work, right? You can go wide or you can go deep. And what I mean by that is you can try to consume more land and do the same thing on more land and just live off of razor thin margins. And if you amass enough land, those margins begin to add into a, a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by farms that have done that. So I actually don't have access to expand my land, right? I'm, I'm kind of cut off. I'm this little island. Um, so the avenue then is to go deep. That is to go niche, right? To find right. a market, a place where we can actually increase those margins 
to a place that's livable for a family. Um, and we've talked before, Chris, that like 15 cents of every food dollar makes it back to the farmer. Yep. Um, I was thinking about that after we talked about it. I I feel like it's less than that with walnuts. Yeah. But it, it, now, now we were talking about this. This was actually on a different. <laughs> we were on a radio show here. In, yeah, in, we were on the radio together. Yeah, yeah, fun. on an actual radio show. But dive into that a little bit more because that fifteen cents on the dollar. Let's let's unpack that a little bit because I don't think we've talked about that here. Oh yeah, no, I well, so so the idea being, you know, when when people spend money on food, there's this idea that like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much money I spend every month on food. Like, hmm. what do you mean farmers are getting poor? Like. Do they just not have enough vacation homes? What's what's going on here, <laughs> right? And and what's amazing is just the gap between what we sell our crop for and what the consumer buys it for, right? There's a huge disparity. And what we were talking about before is this idea that like we sell at wholesale, but then we buy everything at retail. That right? blew my mind when that came up on uh, on this interview that I that we were on that you were on, um, it, and I heard that I think a caller brought up that point of like, yeah, you sell everything at wholesale. I didn't even think about that. The farmer sells at wholesale, but yet has to buy everything at retail. So you're essentially selling everything for a loss. Correct me if I'm wrong there, but then you're having to sp- spend full price essentially for everything to maintain your life and to maintain the life of the farm, right? Yeah, and in the context of the caller, I think he was t- referring to things like our fuel, our tractors, yeah, uh, seed, yeah. come on, anything, anything to actually run the operation of the farm, we pay retail prices for, right? Because we're buying it from somewhere else. But our crop, we sell it wholesale. Well, you take that same kind of inverted margin structure and you apply it to the distance between like our walnuts on our farm and someone buying them at a grocery store, mm-hmm. right? It's the same. It's the same principle that that inverse margin flip is there, um, which means someone's making money off of walnuts, not us, right? Well, let, and let me just be very clear. Um, walnuts often provide enough to keep food on the table, but mm-hmm. it is a humble lifestyle, right? There's there's not, you, you have to be quite a large farmer to, to actually start, you know, moving towards what people would identify as wealthy. Um, but it's a good lifestyle. It's not any anything that I'm complaining about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely one that I chose. But there is this idea that like, since I can't grow in land scale, and because I care a lot about the fact that like, I want to be the one working the land. And I don't say that out of a sense of pride, or like, I don't want to ask for help. I see that in a sense of like yearning for connection, mm-hmm. right? Like, I want to know my land, right? I want to be I want my my work, the sweat of my body to pour out onto my land. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have that value structure. So I don't want to grow too much more. I, I honestly, I could probably handle maybe another 50 acres. Um, and you've got and how still many acres right now? We have 60. 60 right. Okay. So I, yeah, because, because we have the machinery set up, I, you know, it, it would be, it would be tight. It would be packing in all the edges um, and we might not have space for things like this podcast if I had that, but I could, I, I could swing probably another 50, 60 acres. Mm-hmm. Um, but in light of not being able to do that, I have to figure out how to make sure that more of the dollars from consumers ends up with us, right? Again, not because I'm greedy, uh, but because I want to be able to make ends meet. Um, and and right now we're just losing too much cash out the middleman. Mm. So there's really actually then two ways that I can make sure that more of the dollars spent on our agricultural products 
um, end up in our lifestyle. So I can reduce inputs, meaning reducing my farming expenses, speaking of buying things at retail. Right. Um, or I can increase sales margins. Um, and I can't increase sales margins if I'm selling on the commodity market because mm-hmm. it is a taking market, not a giving market. What I mean by that is we take whatever price we're offered. We don't set the price. Right. Right. It's I, I describe it as like if you walked into Starbucks and you told them how much you were going to pay for a drink, then you walked out of Starbucks and went about your day and you drank that coffee throughout your day. And then two weeks later, you went back into Starbucks and said, yeah, based on how much I enjoy that cup of coffee, here's how much I'm going to pay you for it. Oh, wow. Okay. That, that's pretty much how the commodity market works. Yeah. Wow. Um, so people all over the world who are buying walnuts, um, they they pay after they receive the walnuts. And that money goes back to our buyer. And then based on how much our buyer gets, you know, he, they, they cream off their part and then... Uh, they tell us how much of it they're giving to us. And when you say on the commodities market, right, this means they go they go anywhere. They they go around the world. Is that, is yeah. that potentially mm-hmm. what could happen? Right? Yeah. Korea, Turkey, uh, Italy, uh, China. Um, yeah. All, wow. all over the world. Yep. Okay. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so that that's, that's the stage then. So my my thinking and saying, OK, I want this farm to stay a viable farm. For hundreds of years in the future, not just my generation, mm-hmm. um, not just my son's generation, but long after the name Kramer has disappeared off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. What kind of systems need to be in place for that to happen? Well, economic systems are just one of those systems, right? It's not the end-all be-all for survivability. Um, if if money truly made more money, then all we would need is money. And it turns out that we actually need the earth too. Mm. Um, because ultimately, the source of all the things that make money like we talked about before, comes from the earth. Right. So the economic side is important as far as making sure this farm survives for the next several hundred years. But the ecologic side is also important, right? And that's where then we get to farm inputs. So we're looking at it from both sides. We're looking at farm inputs and we're looking at economic margins. So the answer for the farm input sides is to slowly move away from synthetic chemicals and heavy use pesticides to more integrated ecological approaches um, where there's natural pest management, there's integrated livestock for soil health. Um, there's these different levers in place that you know, we talk about a lot here. On the economic side, uh, the, the path was, is not through the commodity market, right? I can't increase my margins just by going deeper into the commodity market. Um, so we said, well, then we need to go direct to the consumer. Uh, which is a great idea until you realize that people really don't need a lot of walnuts, right? <laughs> uh, it's it's a fairly niche product. Yeah. And and when you look at the, kind of your typical like farmer's markets walnut bag, it's like a clear cellophane bag. And someone just puts like a three by three inch sticker that, you know, is printed mm-hmm. in Times New Roman or Comic Sans and it says the name of their farm. And that's cute. That's fine. And that right. fits a certain demographic. But that demographic is pretty saturated. You mm-hmm. can find that most places you go. And when you so, think of walnuts too, it's it's more of a seasonal thing, right? We usually think about it around the holidays, during yeah, the fall, right? That we're going to use it with all of our Because that's when harvest is. All of our yeah. baking, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So and and then and then exactly like you said there, right? Baking, right? Walnuts are kind of trapped in this uh 
frame that says walnuts are only good for baking. Well, why? Because walnuts are bitter, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to snack on a nut, you're going to snack on an almond. And yes, they are almonds uh, <laughs> or a pecan or pistachios or something like that that has just a little bit nicer flavor. Walnuts, you kind of have to work for, right? Either you like them or you don't. And most people don't. And if I've got it buried deep in my like muffin or my banana bread, like something sweet enough to drown out that bitter, right? That's that's fine by me. But also maybe don't even include the walnuts. Just give me the bread, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel that way and I grow them. Right. So we kind of face this conundrum of like, you know, in, in lots of other parts of the world, walnuts are more integrated into the cuisine, especially if you look at parts of the world that were dominated by Persian empires, mm. because Persia is where walnut trees grow natively. In fact, there's parts of Kazakhstan um, where there's still what's considered a genuine food forest, meaning that there are dozens and dozens of varieties of edible plants that are perennial growing and their entire villages, not large villages, but existing villages where people get their food supply just by foraging in the forest. Mm-hmm. And walnuts were are, are natively grown there, right? That That's where walnuts are from. Um, so a more accurate name for a walnut, instead of calling them English walnuts, is to call them Persian walnuts. Hmm. They're called English walnuts only because English colonizers spread them around the world. But they got them from areas of the world that were controlled by Persia, which is a lot of modern-day Iran, Iraq, parts of Turkey, parts around the Black Sea, Caspian Sea, kind of in that area. So walnuts have a place in lots of global cuisines, Mm -hmm. not much of a place in the American diet. Now you're saying cuisine. Is that cuisine? Is that cuisine? I'm saying it wrong is what that is. Okay. Cuisine. Cuisine. What does that mean? Is that what I think it means? Is that like cuisine? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it's it's what you think. I'm just saying it wrong. All right. I, I just thought you were being English. Mr. Fancy Pants over there. Like, <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm I've not. never heard this word before. What's he talking about? Do I need to look up? You know, I, I need to educate myself here. Okay. No, I need to educate myself. What's happening here? Anyway, and one of the so, one of the beauties about your your location, right, is that you're near a, a river. And so the soil now, is that like in in different parts of the world where it's the the loam soil, I think is what you've called it, is is really great for growing walnuts. Is that the same around the world? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that that is the same around the world. Yep, absolutely. So in in places like the Oral Mountains, um, which stretch between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea, you know, there's a lot of alluvial um, deposits Mm -hmm. along the bases. And then you've got the rivers that dump into the sea. So you have a lot of that kind of existing soil structure that provides uh, for walnuts to natively inhabit. Yeah. Got it. Um, So where then is there a pathway for us to go direct to market with walnuts? Right. I mean, it's trying to sell walnuts in this part of the world is like trying to sell ice to an Eskimo. Right. I mean, it's just (laughs) we are saturated in walnuts. And people have even asked me, like, well, why do you grow walnuts where you grow walnuts? My answer is always, well, why, you know, why do they grow champagne in Champagne, France? Right. Right. It's there's something about that microclimate. There's something about that soil. There's something about that part of the world where it just does amazing things to that particular kind of fruit. And California walnuts are fantastic, genuinely, par none, yeah. right? I mean, it's a really good walnut. So, of course, we grow them. But we can't, we're, we're too saturated here. We can't sell them direct to market nearby, right? We can't necessarily just drive to farmer's markets here and sell them. So we had to have a different pathway on. So this is where sprouted walnuts come in. 
Here we go. Buckle so, up, everybody. Well, I don't know how much we need to get into about sprouting walnuts, <laughs> but we can. But so there's okay. Suffice it to yeah. say, there's a difference because, like, like when my wife, my wife tried some of your walnuts, uh, and and she's like, "This is nothing like what I expected a walnut to be." Because why? We always think that walnuts are bitter. Like bitter. I've, I've had yeah. it. That's it, like you said. That's why we cooked it with them. We we put them in something to help kind of uh, offset that bitterness, right? Yes. So now there's a different way. Yeah, now there's that a different is, way. So that way is sprouting. And sprouting the walnut. Yeah. So spreading the walnut, it's a cool process. Um, yeah, I don't think I may, maybe we can go into it if we want to, but I realize that we're already going through time here. So we can skip over that. We can get people in the Patreon asking questions or jumping on social media and seeing I've got highlights saved on our uh, bio on Instagram. Yeah, really interesting the it. science behind it. And, and yeah, we can it is go interesting more science. To, to, to that later. But the idea is that if, if they're sprouted, actually, the flavor is different. It's it's not go. as bitter. It's very buttery. It's, it's quite yes. actually delicious. It's nothing like yes. you would expect yes. a walnut to be. As I like to say, they're insatiably snackable. And something that I didn't know that that I actually saw happen in front of my very own eyes mm-hmm. is that we you were uh, at a, at a radio station. We were kind of we were a guest on a, on a radio show, and it was I got to be there with you. And uh, one of the hosts came in, and you had samples of them, and she said, "No, I I, I can't. I, I appreciate it, but I'm allergic to walnuts." And I like to which you pushed I then back. Said. <laughs> What's that? So the how to which I then said to which, how yeah, allergic? Exactly. You said, and I was like, "Ooh, that was ballsy." <laughs> what the heck is this guy doing? <laughs> and she's like, "Well, she's like, I can basically. She's like, my throat won't close up or anything, but I can yeah. tell instantly. Like, she gets like a scratching, you know, mm-hmm. scratching feeling in her roof of her mouth or something like that." And then you said, "Yeah, that you know, my wife is the same way." Yeah. That her tongue swells a little bit, you know, it won't, it's not fatal. It's not anaphylactic necessarily, but there is an allergic reaction. And my wife, Jen, can eat sprouted walnuts with no reaction. In fact, she can tell within a matter of like one to two seconds if the walnut is sprouted or not sprouted. Yeah. Because that's how quickly her body responds to it. Um, and she eats sprouted walnuts with no compulsion. I mean, she just like, if there's sprouted walnuts, she'll just pop it. She'll eat it. Right. Because which, it there's no reaction, which is exactly what this person said. She said, I, I will tell probably the instant that it goes into my mouth, whether this is going to you know affect me or not. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and so she was up for the challenge. And yeah. and she, you, you weren't sure about it, but she was up for it. I, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You've got a radio sh- show to do. now. I don't know <laughs> if we want to like cause, you know, distress and discomfort and all that. But she took it. And I'll tell you, it was uh, she put it in her mouth and there was t- about 10 seconds where she just tasted it and she said, no, I'm fine. I'm mm-hmm. good. This is great. I can absolutely mm-hmm. do this. I'm like, yep. he knew. He yep. knew. Impressive. It's it's crazy. You know, and, and I've had people on social media reach out saying that, you know, it causes hives or other reactions. Typical walnuts, right? Right. Sprouted walnuts are good. Sprouted okay. walnuts are fine. And so what you have, what you have are sprouted walnuts, which is Correct. just just a different That's approach what, to walnuts. That, which is that was cool. our answer when we said, okay, how can we get direct to market? Where can our where can our walnuts belong in the world? Where is there space for more walnuts? Yeah. The answer was sprouted walnuts. Yeah. Okay. So and 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 the great thing about it, a lot of times with people, when they think about how to they they just candy the walnut, right? Their mm-hmm. solution to covering up the bitterness of the walnut is to make it less healthy. The great thing about right. sprouting a walnut is it actually makes it more healthy, right? You get more nutrition. There, it's easier to digest. Everything about it's better for you. 
and so, a fantastic snack. I mean, it li- li- literally, it is really is good for you, and it's filling, so you're not eating as many. You're not putting as much in your body, but yet you're still yeah. getting the nourishment and the and the being filled. Oh yeah, perennial nuts are are the protein and nutrient solution of the future. I'm I'm convinced of it. But now suddenly, a sprouted walnut can hold its weight, and in my opinion, beat out almonds, pistachios, pecans, all those other really snackable nuts. Yeah. Oh my goodness, sprouted walnuts. You, fit right in or right on top of the pack of that i mean they're they are genuinely delicious to and eat. for our okay. listeners listening right now it's i'm in the almonds camp okay he says almonds <laughs> i'm in the almonds camp so i know we're probably split 50 50 on people listening and to this somehow right we can be friends and we can Isn't still be friends about the world <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so so give me okay. give me to this we're, week okay, okay so, good backstory. So now we're going, okay so then that that was the backstory so then we created this amazing packaging we worked with some fantastic designers and prints and you know it took us about four months and we finally had in our hands this package direct to market one. And then we're like, oh my gosh, we have to sell this thing now. Mm-hmm. Right now we know we have a good product that's amazingly healthy, well packaged, you know, a lot of love and care put into it uh, because we do it ourselves. But now we have to sell it. And that's where kind of the rubber hit the road. And and I just started knocking on doors. I mean, mm-hmm. literally just walking the front door of grocery stores, walking up to a cashier saying, do you have a purchasing manager here today? And trying to sell them our walnuts, right? Yeah. And that is its own adventure. Um, but we able, we were able to get into a couple of places, and that was fantastic. And and part of this of like, okay, how are we going to sell this? I had this idea of like, oh, if I just sent some sprouted walnuts to some social media influencers, no, no ask, just mm-hmm. really a, a thanks to them. And and that's really what it was for me. I said I'm only going to send it to people that I can put a handwritten note and say. Thank you so much for the light you bring into the world. Here's a little bit of our love, mm. right? That that's all the, that's that was the note. Um, and and so and in my head I thought even if I sent out 15 packages for free, right, ate all those losses, right? If one person were to share, that would be worth it. That would open the door for us. Mm-hmm. So that that was kind of the thought in the back of my head. And, you know, there's some social media influencers that both my wife and I love. And so we're like, well, let's just start there. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there were three of them. And so we sent out three cases of walnuts to three different influencers on the same day. And by the way, um, a lot of social media influencers, if you just message them and say, hey, I want to send you something, they'll have a P.O. box set up somewhere and you can send them something. That was my next question. I'm like, how in the world did you find where to send these walnuts to? Yeah. Just slide into the DMs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just ah. have some courage in yourself. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and so yeah, we sent these out, and then um, I I remember, and so here was the moment for me. So now we're actually up to to what happened this past weekend, which mm-hmm. by the time people are listening, to this will be a few months ago. Um, it was Friday morning, and our daughter was getting dressed for school, and so as I was waiting for her, I was just watching stories of you know one of our favorite influencers that we had sent walnuts to and i see her snacking on something and i can't see what right mm. as she's talking she just like pops something in her mouth and something else right she's talking about other stuff and i had this thought i was like oh my gosh is she eating our walnuts right now and and but but i couldn't i couldn't let myself get excited because i'm i'm sure that this influencer gets hundreds of of things every week right sure. so i'm like no no way right i had to take my daughter to school so i i'm in the car driving and my wife, Jen, calls me. I pick up the phone. I'm like, yeah, what's up, babe? She's like, you will never believe what just happened. Sharon says so. 
just held up our bag of sprouted walnuts on her stories. And I was like, <laughs> what? This is blowing my mind. And she's like, okay, I, I, I turned off my stories. I can't watch them without you. We have to watch them together. And I actually had three cases of sprouted walnuts in the car with me going mm-hmm. to other customers. So I, I stopped by the post office, dropped those off, um, then headed home. And we watched a series of stories. And yeah, she's just eating her walnuts, holds them up like, by the way, I would have never gone into a grocery store to buy these, um, but they're delicious. Yep. And and here's the link to them. And Chris, oh my gosh. So first of all, Sharon says so. Her name, her real name is Sharon McMahon. Mm-hmm. Um, one of just the brightest lights in the world right now. I just got to say, she just is an amazing human being. And I, and I could spend a whole podcast talking about why she brings light and hope into the world, but um, maybe that can be a different time, but she's cultivated a following of the most generous hearted humans on the planet. Mm. I mean, these people, in fact, you know, over Christmas and, you know, of course my wife and I are part of this too, because we consider ourselves part of her tribe, Mm -hmm. um, but paid off $56 million of medical debt. No kidding. I mean, just, massive massive amounts of generosity from this That's community amazing. and what what are so, they what do they call themselves again what is it the 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 governors the governors governors go. yeah yep <laughs> governors um and so yeah so th- this governor community responds when sharon says so when sharon says so Mm-hmm. Governors do so, right? So, yeah. <laughs> Sharon said sprout walnuts were delicious, and suddenly a whole bunch of people who hadn't thought about eating a walnut in the last five years were like, "I gotta have me some sprouted walnuts." Um, and we were just incredibly overwhelmed with people's generosity and affection and support. Um, oh my word! Like just the moments of just like tears and joy and mm-hmm. giddy, like couldn't even get sentences out. Um, Oh man, Chris, you know, you know, in, in our iPhones, when you try to go back on a screen that it's in the top left corner of the screen, yep. you got to click back. Yep. There were times throughout the day where we were getting so many notifications coming in of people ordering our walnuts that I couldn't even go back in the app. No, without, kidding. you know, because the notification bar was just popping down wow. like every three to five seconds. No um, kidding. Oh my So, gosh. So she shared that story right about noon on Friday, maybe 1130 a.m. And by Saturday morning, um, we had 300 orders for walnuts. And I started, and, and by the way, before this point, we were sending three to six orders per week. Right. So in like 12 hours to get 300 orders, mm-hmm. I mean, literally not just an order of magnitude, two orders of magnitude. Right. Blowing our minds. Um, so I started just being like, Jen, can can we even get enough of our crop back to do this? Um, are what are are we gonna make? Are we okay? Yeah, because like, you've already sold off uh, pretty much all of your crop, right? We we had sold back. all of our crop to yeah. our. I mean, we'd only held back a few hundred pounds because I thought I'm just gonna try this little experiment thing, see if I, I can get any traction on it this right. year. And and um, and to take us back a little bit, because I, I don't think we've mentioned it yet on this particular episode, but you're saying you figured out that if you could do at least five percent. Direct to mm-hmm. consumer, you, 95% mm-hmm. goes to commodities or whatever. If you could mm-hmm. do at least 5% direct to consumer, that would pretty much make up for that 95% that you would just mm-hmm. sell off on the commodities market, right? Yeah, yeah. And of course, it depends on the year, right? So sure. some years, commodity market's better than other years. But yeah, I mean, as a rule of thumb, somewhere between 5 and 10% of our crop um, direct to market because right. of so much loss in the margins there. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So, so then, but, and, and, and we were going on vacation. We we're trying to get a, you know, a spring break. And so we were trying to get away with the kids. We were doing two overnights, um, at our favorite hotel, just an hour drives from home. Uh, cause we want to let the kids swim. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, we're going to do that. Well, I mean, Saturday, it was just, my phone was just, it was blowing up. It was, it was just so many moments where I was like, just responding with so much gratitude. Like, I cannot believe the generosity of these people. Like, this is changing everything. Like, I, I went from being like, you know, people thinking I was a little bit crazy for trying this mm-hmm. to suddenly being like, we have the makings of a real business on our hands. Like, yeah. we, we, we can do something with this that can actually set up the next 25, 30 years of our lives and set up our kids well and actually hand something down to generations mm-hmm. because a group of people on the internet decided to be generous for one day. Yeah. Like think about the power to change the world, right? Yeah. Just a group of people spread across the world and most, you know, spread across the country just heard a suggestion and said, you know what? We're going to, we're going to do something in the next 24 hours. That's going to build a platform that will last for generations. Hmm. It's so incredible to me. I've been watching this develop. The fact that, okay, so I've heard of Instagram and we've heard of influencers, right? We've heard mm. that these people, you know, get on and and this is the first time that I've seen IRL, right? An actual, like somebody said, so, Sharon said so, and people did it. And I thought, would I do yeah. that? Like if somebody said, go buy these walnuts, I'm like, I got to have them right now. And, and my wife, she looked at me and she's like, <laughs> Yes, if it was for the right thing, yes, you would absolutely do that. And I'm like, yeah, you're, yeah. you're kind of right. I am, I am sheeple yeah. at, at at some point. Um, but one of the things that I know that I'm thinking, and, and people are probably thinking, is, wow, isn't it cool that there's this social media platform that just from a business perspective can literally change your life overnight? Like, yeah, unbelievable. But two, Cabin. We want to hear some of the metrics. Tell me, tell me some of the metrics that were coming in here. All right. There's some data people out there that want to know. All right. Uh, did you, how many likes did you get? How many stories did you, I mean, how many right. people signed up for this? Right. Like, you, you told, you shared with me some of like our account yeah. grew to this big and right. we got some of these right. likes, like, yeah. let's be honest. It's about the likes yeah. sometimes. <laughs> and, and as an Enneagram three, as someone who's driven by affirmation and applause, um, there have been multiple times um, in those four days where I have had to like consciously put my phone face down, take deep breaths mm. and say, this is not about me. This is not about me because um, things can go to my head really easy. And I know that that is the most toxic place for things to go. Right. Right. Um, when, when things get to my head, uh, then I ruin them. And I don't mean that in like a self-deprecating way. I mean that in just like a very honest, self-reflective way of like, it's not useful to the universe for things to get to my head, right? Right. Um, But everything's trying to go to my head because of how I'm wired. So it's like I'm having to build these uh, spiritual practices and these um, internal disciplines to help walk that balance. And I don't always do a good job. Sometimes I I slip up and I like kind of... um, parading around some things that don't actually matter right because it feels really good it feels really affirming to have those likes but at the end of the day they don't matter what matters is that like this incredibly generous group of people are creating a legacy for generations which is awesome right um what what we did see 
And and this is something, you know, I, I was kind of curious as things started. I was like, okay, wh- where is this going to... First of all, we're in the van driving to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And the orders start coming in. And I say, Jen, what if we got 30 orders today? And then and then I was like, what if we got 100 orders today? What are we going to do if we get 100 orders? Right. This is in the car, right? We're saying right. this because the orders keep coming in. And she's like, don't, don't start counting your chickens before they hatch. Don't get ahead. Of, <laughs> don't get these grandiose ideas of what it, don't do that. Like, can, just I live in the Jen moment. That, right? Yeah, yeah she, you totally can. <laughs> okay. By Saturday night, I had to turn off our, on, I had to just mark everything as out of stock on our store so people couldn't buy anything. Wow. And I put up a, a wait list form um, because by Friday night, I started like getting really nervous because we were at like, 380 no sorry we're at 487 orders and i said jen i gotta shut this down but that's that's by friday night saturday night oh saturday night so that's about a day almost a day later that you about yeah 30 36 hours after yeah we 480 wow so she's you know in the in the bathroom getting herself ready to to hit the hay for the night and she just casually says oh just wait till we hit 500 and so about 20 minutes later, no, we hit 500. No. And I had, you know, I had the app on my phone open because we can manage our store um, right from our phone. And so I knew right then like when to. So so when we hit 300 Saturday morning, I turned off all the products, but one just single bags of walnuts. Mm-hmm. And then we got, you know, 200 orders on Saturday um for the one remaining product and then when we hit 500 i turned that off too so everything was marked out of stock and then i put up this wait list form and chris the amount of generosity of people coming in of just being like we will sign up we'll be on the wait list you just let us know when you're ready i'm mm. um, just incredible incredible people and then oh my gosh the most crazy thing like this is just this is just beyond reasonable this is like beyond like hey you have an interesting business to right. like Hey, I'm just an altruistic, amazing human being, and I just want to make the world a better place. We had people messaging us to be like, hey, how can we just support you as you scale up your business? What can we do? Wow. And so kind of like, like, who would do this crazy thing? I was like, well, you could just buy a gift card and not use it. Like almost a little bit sarcastic, like flippantly, like who would do something that ridiculous? Right. And we had like people buying gift cards and emailing us and being like, I'm not going to use this. Go ahead and deactivate this. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, so, yeah. So, obviously, then on Saturday, you know, we went to, you know, a restaurant supply store, bought a whole whole bunch more like food grade um, containers for, you know, cause the, the sprouting process is, is like any kind of fermentation process, right? You, it's a lot of just like time and waiting and you're letting nature do its thing. You're letting biological chemical processes kind of do its thing. So mm-hmm. you need obviously a lot of food grade, um, containers, but, but it's, it's just a lot of containers. So we went to the store, got a bunch of that stuff. Um, we, we called around maybe six or seven local places looking for dehydrators because that's an important part of the process. Right. Um, to make sure that they're shelf stable once you've, once they've gone through this kind of ferment, um, you know, sprouting process. Um, and no one had any in stock, which was a bummer because we really wanted to support a local business. So mm. we jumped on, you know, the, the great Goliath of, of Amazon mm-hmm. and ordered, you know, kind of a, a little mini fleet of uh, dehydrators. And, and literally, you know, and our thought was like, OK, if this really is a bubble, if this goes away in two weeks, like because this was like we, we hadn't actually 
launched the wait list yet. So we didn't know how sure. much kind of the interest was going to grow. We were doing this on Saturday afternoon. We said, okay, if this is like a two-week bubble and this goes away, like we can sell off these um, dehydrators because mm-hmm. especially come summertime, everyone's trying to dehydrate fruit and all this other stuff. So we're like, okay, we we might lose a little bit of money on it, but like it'll it'll get us through this. We'll serve our customers. That's the important thing. We want to be here for people in a really high-quality way. Right. So we're just going to do this investment. Um, but I mean, Chris, it hasn't stopped. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's... And you, you posted something the next day. You said literally overnight, essentially, we've hit our five-year goals. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't tell yes. you this. But my wife said, time for them to get some new goals, I guess. <laughs> and that's really what I mean. So, for example, um, we're it's it's 8.15 right now on on a Wednesday. So this happened mm-hmm. on Friday and Saturday. Right. Um, and at 7 o'clock. At 5.45, at 5.15, at 5.06, um, at 4.15, people are still signing up for our wait list to get on the list for walnuts. Yeah. So so here we are on Wednesday, whatever that is, five days later, and this incredibly generous community is still just pouring love on us, which yep. is huge. So oh So you're right. We do need some new goals. Um, and, and, you know, our, our focus right now is we're, we're, you know, hopefully by the time you're hearing this, all 500 orders have gone out and there's a lot of really happy customers. Um, that's, that's our goal right now when that happens. So probably about the time that this is going to be released publicly, we're going to be sitting down. We've already reached out to, um, there's two other people within driving distance of us who, kind of started the same way that we are now starting where, mm. you know, just small kind of in their kitchen or in their garage or whatever. And now it's kind of the place where like their spouse has been able to quit their full-time job and join and kind of grow yeah. and things like that. And so both of them have said, yeah, we're open for some business coaching. We'll sit down over a cup of coffee, help you guys out. And so we're looking kind of end of May, beginning of June to start some of those conversations to say, okay, like help us draw a path forward. Um, to to transition this hobby into a business that can really change change the game for us. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is awesome. So yeah, that's one thing that has changed since I saw you last week is there is now a <laughs> bank of dehydrators behind you. So yes. there's a low grade hum coming from your end of the microphone. That's uh, that those dehydrators are working overtime right now. Yes, which is awesome. yes, they are. Which uh, which and- we actually realized that this circuit in our house can't support all of that. Once. I was going to ask so, you about that earlier. I'm like, do you have those like extension cords coming from all? Of- yeah, there's there's an extension cord. <laughs> <laughs> so we can tap into another circuit on the house. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we, we're going to wrap up here. I definitely want to continue on this conversation uh, a couple months from now. I want to, and where are they now conversation? I, I want to see yes, how, how it's going. So, so we're, we're going we're gonna to continue this conversation, but this has been so good, Cabin, um, that I know it's just been such a fantastic story. And, and for the folks that are following you online, uh, where can people find you again uh, to follow this story? On Instagram, we are tenderly rooted. So at tenderly rooted awesome. um, and then of course our website is www.tenderlyrooted.com um, and th- those are the two best places to connect that's fantastic so when yeah. you got a hankering for some sprouted walnuts when you're listening to this right now that's where you can go and order those hopefully there won't be a wait list by then but even if there is yeah. be generous be kind be patient and uh, and, yourself- and and let's let's revolutionize the mentality i mean walnuts are a fantastic snack food right that's kind so of good. like let, let's change that narrative one spread bag of spread walnuts at a time 
That's so good. That's so good. Hey, I want to end this conversation. Now you got a lot of encouraging messages over uh, this weekend. And I, I know I'm kind of calling this out of the blue. So if you don't have the exact wording, that's fine. Um, but what were a, a couple of your favorite pieces of encouragement that came through uh, from folks ordering these or just supporting you? Did you have a couple that really stood out to you? Just like, man, that was just above and beyond what I was even expecting. Yeah, I there, there were many. Chris. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so, okay. All right. I'll, I'll give you just another metric here just for kind of sense of like the many, um, you know, be, be last week, seven days ago when we were last on, um, we, we were lucky to get maybe 60, 80 people to view one of our Instagram stories. I felt like mm-hmm. I was doing something good if we had a hundred people view one of our Instagram stories. Right. Um, you know, we're right now, um, we're getting like averaging somewhere between 3000 and 3,500 people viewing our Instagram stories. Um, so every time, you know, we're, we're posting a question box or something else, I mean, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses from people. Um, you know, some of them will aggregate the numbers at the top. So it'll be Mm -hmm. like, you know, 1,027 people responded. It's like how, I mean, people, not only are they engaging, like, you know, viewing our stories, but right. they're, they're engaging us. Yeah. Um, they're reaching out for conversation and people have just the most insightful, wise things to say. So, I mean, I have people like sending me links to like how to do IG uh, live TV or IG TVs, how to do reels, how to use these kinds of filters. To, I mean, people are literally helping us yeah. because they just want us to be more successful. So that's, that's one kind of vein of like, oh my gosh, people are willing to do that. Like, why would you go out of your way to help? You don't know me like, right. And right. yet your kindness to me is overwhelming. Like they're rooting for stuff. you. Like people they're rooting are, like for they, us. They see a good story and they're rooting for that story. I yeah. love it. I absolutely. And then it. other people are just like, Hey, we know you're overwhelmed. Take your time. Like we're just excited to support you. Like if it, you know, if we don't get our wallets for a month, that's totally fine. Like we're, we're behind you. And that's like its own weight off our shoulders. Right. Because like the only thing that will like, cause a business like the same thing that will cause a business to grow quickly will cause it to Mm. collapse quickly right so a lot of interest up front well then if you if people start getting frustrated um you know a a cheering crowd turns to a mob pretty fast yeah um so that was kind of one of those existential moments like oh my gosh are we ruining ourselves by Mm. having this much and people are just so generous so generous it's like no no take your time we get that this kind of came at you from left field like just do your thing. Grow your business. We're here. We will buy your walnuts whenever they're ready. And I'm like, who does that? I wouldn't say that. Like if McDonald's was like, oh, by the way, like we just don't have this in order because we didn't expect this many people to walk through the door. I'd be like, well, what kind of business are you running? Right. Yeah. But like that's not yeah. the response we're getting. We're just getting generosity after generosity. Um, and then people have just been really sweet and kind to our family personally. Right. Just, you know, because in our stories, we talk a lot more about than just Brad Wallen's stuff we talked about here on the podcast. And of course, you, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, there's a lot more to us than just walnuts and that comes out in stories and people are loving that too. And so that's just really encouraging. Really, thing, really feel like we're finding our tribe. One thing that I want to encourage you to, cause I know this will, this is, this is good for your personality type, but uh, I really have noticed that in your stories and what you're doing is you're, you, and it's part of this community I can tell is that you're paying it forward. Right. So there's this, there's this idea of like, Hey, like we're so honored that you're following us. Here's some other people that are doing some great work too. Here's where you can find them, you know, in this instance on Instagram. Well, because Chris, I feel like I shouldn't be the one getting this attention. Genuine, like yeah. genuinely. I'm like, 
oh, if you're interested in this, actually, this person's about 10 times smarter than me and has been doing it for about 10 <laughs> times longer. Like, why are you listening to me right now when you could be listening to them? Yeah. It, it, and it, it really goes into the idea that there, this is a community. This is a village. This is a, this interdependent network, this ecosystem, right? Of people working together. Like you've got people supporting you and, and you're supporting others. And, and it kind of goes around in this, in this mm -hmm. kind of beautiful, uh, you know, circle. And it's really awesome to see. So I am, it's just been so awesome to see what's been happening. And you and I have been texting throughout, you know, the weekend and the week and just like, Oh my gosh, you know, and, and what's happening. And, uh, you know, got to see your, your sweet family, uh, over the weekend, uh, for the first time in a while. So just to hear that kind of in the midst of all that, it was really exciting to see that energy and to see that buzz, um, going on. And so, uh, we are, we are excited that this is going to continue. And like I said, I do want to do a follow-up in a couple of months just to see where yeah. we're at and, and keep folks updated on this story because it is a story worth telling. And I'm just going to, I, you, you're probably not asking for it, but I'm going to, if nothing else, just to respond into all those messages and, uh, you got, you got a lot of walnuts you're going to have to pack here, mister. So here's a, let this, let this energize you. Well done. Oh, well done. Kramer family. So Thank good. You, Thank you for sharing your story, uh, with us though. I appreciate it. And we're, we're definitely excited to hear how this is going to develop it's gonna be real good. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Roll the closing credits. And that's our show. If this conversation was meaningful to you, like it was to us, leave a rating and review so that more people just like us can discover this podcast and join the conversation themselves. Thank you for listening. This has been such a fun conversation and we'd love for you to join the conversation too. But hey, you've heard enough of our voices. For show notes or to connect with this community of seekers, visit us online at ofdustanddivinity.com. Partner with us on Patreon and get access to exclusive content, merch, and hidden perks. Go to patreon.com slash ofdustanddivinity. Join our Facebook group of Dust and Divinity podcast community and engage with us on Instagram at ofdust underscore and divinity. As you go through your day, remember these words of Rainer Maria Rilke. Be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves. Do not seek the answers which cannot be given to you, for you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. Hey man, I, uh, thanks for letting me kind of, you know, spring this on you. That was, that was really yeah. good. Um, and I know it was out of the blue, but, um, like I said, it, the thought hit me today of like, man, I really want to talk about this and <laughs> damn the torpedoes. <laughs> Let's go. That's, uh, honestly, it's the only thing that's really been on my brain for the last five days. So it's, it's okay that we talked I, about I it. I figured it, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to strike while the iron was hot. Uh, and, yeah. uh, I figured now it's going to be the perfect time to do it. So I appreciate you going along and I figured you'd shut me down. Uh, if it was something like, no, nah, I'm not ready to do that yet, but, uh, um, no, this, this was good. 
Um, and especially following your stories, like you've, man, you've, uh, you have upped your story game, which is, which is awesome. Holy smokes. I have. Well, and, and part of it is also knowing my base now, right? Yeah. Like I know that my base has come from this particular source and I know how she does stories because I've been watching her for a really long time. Yeah. So part of it is like, psh, I'm just like her straight disciple now. Right. right? I'm just yeah. like straight up like, okay, I'm just going to like kind of take the model and make it my own. And sure. right? I'm not going to try to cover the same content she covers. I'm not going to try to be her. Right. I'm going to be me. But I'm going to do it in the format that she uses um, to engage people. And so far, people seem to be responding to it. Awesome. That's fantastic. 